Hi, and welcome to The Social Angle, a podcast that helps promo pros gain an edge in the social media realm. I'm Digital Content Director Vinny Driscoll, and on this episode, I am joined by John Morris, Executive Director of Brand at Club Colors, to discuss why company culture should be a huge part of your social media strategy plan. John, welcome to The Social Angle. I am thrilled. Thank you so much for having me on. Let's get social, man. I love it. I love it. So how are things out in, you're in Schaumburg, Illinois, somewhere around Chicago, right? Well, the sun finally came out, which has been beautiful. The sun has finally come out. We go from anywhere from 91 degrees to 51 uh, degrees in uh, about a two hour time frame. So we're getting a chance to have every season in one day, which is beautiful. That's part of the reason why we love Chicago so much. Uh, we have a great topic today. We are going to talk about integrating culture into your social media. But before we get started, John, please take a minute to introduce yourself and how you found your way in the promo industry. Yeah, hey everybody. Uh, again, my name is John Morris. I'm the executive director of Brand for Club Colors. And again, we're a full service brand management firm focusing on sourcing, distribution, decoration, uh, kitting, fulfillment, pretty much anything you can think of that you wanna put a logo on. Uh, we can, from concept to doorstep, take care of our clients. We are split down the middle between uh, college and corporate uh, as far as our client base. How I got to the promo industry, I don't know. Some universal power sent me here, I think. Um, I came from consulting and investment banking. I was looking for something that fulfilled my heart, my mind, my creativity. Investment banking, there's not a lot of creativity, by the way. Uh, so um, I had been looking for different careers. Actually accepted a role with another marketing company in a completely different genre of marketing as a VP of, of sales. And uh, Club Colors called me two days into the orientation. And uh, I said, you know what, I gotta hear this out because I had applied for the role there prior to this role, but I didn't hear back from them. Um, oddly enough, uh, the, the call kind of took a weird direction in that I, they said they were calling for an account manager. And I was kind of like, with all due respect, you know, I've kind of been in the sales game for X amount of years. I've been in sales management. You know, I feel like, you know, you're kind of sliding here. And then the, our HR manager at the time looked at what she was calling about and went, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I was calling about the sales manager one. I'm like, all right, now we're talking. Let's talk here. So again, we're talking about uh, culture with John Morris. Um, so John, I got to ask you, one look at your company's social media and it's obvious your employees are the stars of the show. Can you tell us why this is and how it's been received? Well, um, I think the premise has always been the vision of uh, Chris and Jeff. They had said to me when I started as a sales manager, I kind of in the first couple of days said, okay, so where's my end zone, right? How do I score touchdowns? And they said, well, we want a line of people wanting to come work here. And we want a line of clients that want to utilize our service. So what that kind of indicated to me is that we are a people first business and a client first business. So every business, if you really think about it, every brand is a, is a, a people business. Every brand should be a people first business, but not all brands are that way, right? A lot of people focus on the bottom line first. I've always felt like, you know, if you, if you treat your people a certain way and you highlight them and you recognize them and you put, give them a platform to live out their greater purpose in life, Hey, CEOs, with all due respect, I'm sorry, but your employees' greater purpose is not your organization. Sorry. Uh, but what you can do is you can provide a tremendous platform for them to live out their greater purpose and to build personal brands within your brand that fuels your brand in the end. 
Um, but you got to provide that type of opportunity. So we felt like the centerpiece of the organization, again, not my vision, Jeff and Chris's vision, is the people. Getting the right people on the bus. In fact, part of our welcome kit is good to great. And the philosophy of that book is get the right people on the bus and then figure out where they sit. So we are very much focused on culture ads, not culture fits, right? Culture fits are great, but that means that you're just putting people in that are just going to conform. Right. We want people that are going to come in and add to the culture, bring something unique and different to the role, to the boardroom, to the thought process, to the clients. Um, and then what we do from there is we, we don't believe in content creation necessarily. We believe in documentation. We document like what we are doing, and then that is the content. If you've got to contrive content, you've got to think of content creation, then quite honestly, you're not authentic. You're, you're having to invent stuff every day, and that's daunting and very difficult. Our content is documentation of what's already happening here. So that makes content creation very easy. Our managers are driving human beings. Human beings are driving managers. We're driving agendas. We're driving initiatives. We're driving together to do one thing, live out our greater purpose. We just utilize Club Colors as a vehicle to do so. So it's almost as if your day-to-day, -day, it's like you have a documentary or a, a documentary team with you at all times, you know, documenting what you're, what you're doing. And that's, I love that. I love that answer. Um, yeah, because content creation is 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 difficult, you know, coming up with with ideas for for social media. So just document what you do day to day, and so you have content. If you look at our pages, my personal page or our club colors page or our in the club page, there's nothing that we like, except for some of the goofy TikToks that we do that you kind of got to plan out. Sure, sure. There's nothing that we do in the way of content creation or video creation that we were like, hey, let's set this scene and then record, right? It's like, we just go do our thing. And then I go, hey, you record this. Or I'm going to go, I'm going to do, we're just going to have this meeting anyways. I'm going to record it. Or a moment hits me. I was already going to type about it or say something to somebody about it or have that meeting. We just go record it, right? Because that's our authentic, vulnerable selves speaking about our brand. And so it doesn't, content creation doesn't drive culture. Culture drives content. So it. you should focus on building a culture that people want to be at, they want to thrive at, that they want to line up for. And then guess what? Document that, and you've got years of content creation right there at your fingertips. Awesome. Awesome. I've never heard this type of approach, but I love it. Um, so let's talk about some of the initiatives that you have um, at Club Colors. Uh, you have a monthly sales championship belt that you, you, know, you use on social media. You have an Imagine More Mondays. Can you go into a little bit more about uh, how you come up with these um, these initiatives that are certainly driving uh, your culture and your social media? Sure. There should be no tradition or, or monumental type of thing that you do as an organization that doesn't have a business of the business impact. I mean, that's the point of doing it. But it should also be done with intent to create a feeling because a feeling then drives action, productivity, initiatives. By the way, welcome to the industry that we're in. This is what we do. We don't sell promotional products because somebody woke up and said, you know what, I really want a Tumblr with a logo on it. They're driving an initiative home. They're driving home a message. 
So everything that we do internally in that regard is to drive home a greater good for the organization, which gives us freedom, cash flow, working capital, increased productivity, revenue uh, production, career path. It creates all these avenues. And so we use it to fuel that. So it all started with, I went to a strategy retreat for all the upper management here at Club Colors, my second week here. And I sat down and I listened to the executive team walk through how many transactions we got as a sales team per week, per day, and what the average unit sale was, right? What our average sale was. And our co-CEO, Jeff Balmay, who handles a lot of the operational and financial side, said, hey, guys, if we could keep the same amount of employees, the same exact amount of transactions, but we could get that number to go up by X amount, this is how much EBITDA we create and how much additional profit we create. So being there two weeks, it wasn't really a great time for me to be vocal, although I kind of had some ideas. It wasn't a good time to be vocal. I was just getting to, trying to figure out everyone's name. But coming from investment banking, we had gongs and we had um, what we call tombstones, right? So when you close the deal, a merger acquisition or you landed a million dollars, you raised a million dollars capital for somebody, you got a tombstone with the company name on it, who they merged with, your name and what happened, right? And it sat around your desk. And the whole idea was when junior partners came in, they saw who had the most tombstones. It was like, oh, that's the, that's the lady. That's the guy. That's the whatever, right? So... What I recognized was we needed to take that kind of spirit of, of driving forward and driving towards transactions and get fun with it. So I call up Chris Tassi, who's the co-CEO, handles the sales side of the house and the marketing side of the house. And I said, Chris, I need a gong. And he goes, okay, no problem. And then as he's hanging up, he goes, for what? I go, don't worry about it, right? And so he's like, all right, I trust you. So he orders me a gong about three days later, an Amazon box comes. And the guy, it's like, I'm, if you're watching... I'm like making a circle with my hands, right? I mean, it's like two inches big, right? So I call up to Chris guy. I go, Chris, no, I need a gong. So what we did was uh, he ordered a big 22-inch gong. And what we did was we said to the sales team, if you make a sale at this increment or higher, you get to get up and hit the gong, right? So some of the veterans initially were like, oh, this is weird. Like it's spiking the football if you score a touchdown, right? And so I pulled them aside and I said, with all due respect, it's not for you. You're going to do this more often than all the other people. Guess what all those other people want to be? They want to be you because you're making sales that large and they're striving for that. Guess what you're going to do? You're not just going to get up and hit it. You're going to get up and explain how you did it, why you did it, and then hit it. So now every little time you achieve that goal, you're getting some recognition, whether you like it or not. But what they're getting is a little bit of a lesson as to how to chase you. And I said, by the way, to you top performers, you can't move up till you replace yourself. So what's happening is you're building an arsenal of people underneath you that want to strive to be you, which raises the boat, which means that you have an opportunity to get promoted because you are not moving up till there's somebody who can take your spot. Sure. Make a long story short. Our average sale went up by $250 over a two-year span per transaction, uh, which helped to grow the company. So when somebody gets a sale of that increment, they get up and hit the gong. We then turned that into what was the next thing that we were going to do? We needed to put people on a pedestal uh, that were hitting their monthly numbers or exceeding it. And what I always tell the sales team is hitting your budget right, is not an achievement. That's the minimum standard of performance. 
minimum standard of performance is hitting your budget. Right. right. Exceeding that is what we're looking for. So whoever exceeds budget by the most gets a championship sales belt that we had custom made. Um, and we do an award ceremony. So we call them up. We read off all the stats. We talk about all the people that met or exceeded budget, who had great margins, who had the highest service rating, who had the least errors. And we promote all of the qualities that we need as an organization in order to drive on behalf of, uh, on behalf of our clients and to create career path for the organization. And they get to keep their, that belt at their desk for a month. Now, we do tours on a regular basis in here. So when a client comes in and goes, ooh, you got the belt, imagine if you're that sales rep, you get to say, yeah, I'm the champ this week to that client. Now you create content off of that and go, hey, thank you so much to all of my clients for helping me achieve this belt win this month. Now all of your clients are engaged with you on a deeper level because they didn't just buy from you. They helped you to achieve something special within your organization. So those are some of the things. And again, that's just documenting what we were going to do already. Right, right. I love it. I mean, you know, most companies do some stuff like this, especially, you know, pre-pandemic when everyone was in the office, uh, you know, celebrating milestones. Uh, and that's certainly something that can be part of your social media strategy plan, just documenting what you already, already do within the office. By um, the way, most companies incentivize people with money. And guess what? I'm a capitalist. I'm sure. I like, bon I like bonuses. I like money. But the spirit of a brand is not driven by that, right? The spirit of a brand is driven by, you know, that, like the master's jacket, right? Sure. I mean, that's a thing, right? So it's the spirit of that. It's that kind of ritual type thing. I think that human beings really appreciate and they yeah. like that. And, and it, it builds a uh, team and camaraderie and it has people focused on something other than the paycheck. Right, right. Those bragging rights. And that's good for an organization to have people pushing for that. Now, that doesn't mean that behind the scenes we're not cutting a, an extra bonus check or giving some sort of an incentive. But does that really make for great content? No. It's the fun behind um, the, that ritual that, that really. And it helps us drive sales, too, because guess what clients do? They go, hey, I want a belt for my company. That's where the Whoa. promotional it's the promotional uh, products part of this. So. so it's all proof of concept. If we yeah. do it first, we set the tone by creating that content and documenting it. What we're actually doing is we're giving our clients outside the box ideas that they eventually say we should buy from you. Totally. I love it. I love it. Again, we're talking to John Morris from Club Colors. We're talking about culture. Um, so let me ask you about, you know, your employees being on social media. I know a bunch of years back, you know, when we first started to look at culture as, you know, part of our social media strategy, uh, you know, it was a little bit difficult getting them to buy into being on social media. Now, of course, you know, people like myself, you know, I just dove into it. Uh, now, how do you get your employees to, to buy into being on social media when so many people are like, uh, I don't know how I feel about being on, on camera. I don't want to be in yeah. pictures. What the reality is that you, that, that you don't. You lead from the front, right? So uh, what I will do is I will offer up my time to sit down with folks for an hour to give them a one-on-one -on -one training as to how I've done it. How did I go from 1,500 followers two years ago to 8,000? Like, how do, how do you do that? 
um, and what are the steps? And there are steps. Why do you why do you post at certain times? Why do you tag certain ways? Why do you not share posts? By the way, I don't know if people know this or not, but if you share a post, it seems like a really kind thing to do, but you're actually destroying your algorithm and you're not going to get likes and comments and views on it because LinkedIn wants you to promote and wants you to build your own content. So they don't push out shares. So little things about the algorithm, I took a lot of time to research and understand. The reality is that there's all different types of personalities at every organization. And I can't sit here and say to people, you have to do this. What I can do is I can lead from the front and show the fun in it and show the results. So what I do, again, let's go back to documenting. If I, if I post something and then off of that, I get somebody to view it that might be a target prospective client that we would really love to see, or I get several people from a company that I could show viewed that post might be a great client for us. And then I can take a snapshot or a screenshot of the DM that I got from the marketing manager at that organization saying, hey, look, your post was great. I really love your content. Um, can you guys help us with T-shirts? All I do then is I put that into an email and I send that to the team and I say, look, if you're interested in finding a new channel to drive your lead generation and to drive your exposure and to create new channels of revenue, Here's a great, easy way of doing it. The post took me 10 minutes to do. I documented something I was already going to do anyways. I then looked into my profile to see who looked at it. I engaged with them. I sent them uh, a DM. They DM me back, and then they sent me a request. This has turned into $2,000 in, in uh, actionable revenue. Here's how I did it. And guess what? Gradually, one person after the next will start to recognize that maybe that's something that they should take on. So initially, I made the mistake. Um, about a year and a half, two years ago, getting really sour and being like, why aren't people doing this? Why I'm doing it? Why aren't you doing it? You should do what I do, right? I had that attitude. I'm human. I make mistakes. Shame on me. Luckily, I've got CEOs that really love me and they love the organization. They also are very objective. So kind of pulled me aside and said, guys, or guy, <laughs> stop trying to um, sell this to everybody in the organization. Identify your brand champions. While you're trying desperately to get four or five, six, seven, ten people that aren't going to buy into this to buy into it, you've got three or four that are have their hand up that you're ignoring. Focus on the three. So what I started doing, here's a real simple thing you could do if you're the leader at your organization. Write a post about somebody in your organization. In this case, I did it for one of our brand advisors, our top brand advisor, Chris Jager, who came to me and said, I want to start doing what you're doing. I said, great, here's how we're going to start. I took a picture of him going like this, and then I wrote a post to my following saying, this is Chris Jager. I'm introducing him to you. Please follow. His uh, connections and follows went from 873 to 1,500 in two weeks. Oh, wow. And so that's a real easy way. If you're the leader of your company and you do that and you've got people that you want to champion, that want to champion your message, champion your brand, it's real easy. Write a post about them. Introduce them to your following. Your following, if they follow you, they love you, they like you, they're engaged with you, they'll then say, hey, this is really cool. I'm going to follow that person. And then guess what? You've now really done what the intent of social media is, is which is to connect souls together, connect people together, commonality, and to support each other. And so that took off. Then he starts sending messages to me and to the team saying, hey, I started following John's formula. Guess what? 
I just got a sale because of it, or I got a new connection, or I just got introduced to three people I couldn't get a hold of through the phone. So let's talk about sales, and I think that this is a you know an important segue uh, because for most businesses, you know, the bottom line is the, the common denominator um, for all of their their endeavors, and social media being one of them. How do you guys measure the success of your social media? Are you looking at it from a purely bottom line perspective, or are you saying, you know what? It doesn't matter what sales we get. We want brand awareness. We want to stay yeah. top of mind. What, what, what are you looking at there? All of it. First off, brand impressions. Um, second, I think migration to our website. Um, and then third would be, you know, how many additional proposals can we trace back, right? Trace back to that's where it originated. You know, it didn't come through right. in uh, our current client book. So, you know, we every company has a CRM. So when you when you have a new um, name that you're entering into the CRM, a prospective client you're entering into the CRM, just tag it as it came from social. Sure, sure. You know, it didn't come from the traditional book of business or methodology of calling out or email blasts or whatever. You should tag everything that you do and tr be able to trace it back to how it originated. So that's how we do it. But really what it comes down to is brand impressions. Um, I could tell you combined between my personal and the four pages at Club Colors um, on LinkedIn that I manage, um, and then you couple that with our Facebook page, our Instagram, and our TikTok, we went from getting about 100,000, two years ago, about 100,000 brand impressions in a six-month period to now in the last 90 days, we had 700,000. Oh, wow. Okay. So 700,000 brand impressions. Now, brand impression, what does that mean? They viewed the page, they liked, they comment, they right. engaged. There's all different levels of those things. But what you're really looking at is, am I, am I getting the message out to enough people to be able to make the sales funnel work? Sure. So if you're in sales, think about it this way. Um, you don't measure your success based on how many phone calls that you make. But if you make enough phone calls, they convert. So right. you go... How many phone calls are made converts into how many people picked up, converts into how many presentations you got off, converts into how many demos you did, converts into actionable revenue, right? So what's the difference between how many posts I create versus how many brand impressions I get and how many of those turn into to, um, views that turn into comments that turn into DMs that turn into proposals? Sure. So it's just a different formula, but it's a funnel. It's right. all funnel. Right. Same thing. Totally. Totally. Again, John Morris, Club Colors. We are talking about culture and the impact of social media. Um, so let me ask you about you, your, your social media game in terms of where you're at. So you go to your website. I think there's four different social media platforms that you guys are promoting from your website. Um, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, Instagram and TikTok. Instagram and TikTok. Which one do you do you have the most success with in terms of impressions? Uh, LinkedIn. And mainly due to the fact that that's where the majority of our buyers are going to be found. Okay. Um, so your strategy for social media should be real simple. It should be you go to where the people that will potentially want to buy from you are. Right. That's where you go. So we have eliminated Twitter. We don't even mess with Twitter. There's, it's pointless. It's, it's not the platform for us. Instagram and Facebook are great for pictures and cultural stuff. 
But for things that are actually going to turn into real engagement and actionable uh, revenue or recruitment or retention or productivity increase or whatever, things we can drive back, it's LinkedIn one, TikTok two. Okay. And the reason TikTok is because TikTok is where the younger generation is. And it's also the most powerful platform in the world right now. So you better be on TikTok. And the third reason is you can take your TikTok videos and drop them onto LinkedIn. Yes. So, so yes. you should be creating, you should be using the TikTok platform to create content that you then drop on LinkedIn. And now you're getting a hit on both, which you can drop on Insta, you can drop on Facebook, you can drop on all of them. But TikTok is great. You can pause, you can change angles. And there's a lot going on. I just had uh, John Lincoln of Ignite Visibility on. He's a CEO, three-time book writer, CEO of Ignite Visibility, 41,000 followers on, on LinkedIn, 8 million views on YouTube. Oh, wow. Guy's brilliant. He was just on our last episode of In the Club. We dropped last Thursday. And he talked about that seven to 30 second videos are the most powerful, but the videos should have changes of angles. So I'm talking this way and then I'm in a different room and I'm changing. Why? Because our, um, our minds are programmed to work that way right now. Just the way the things are faster, faster, faster. Now, now people don't want to read a three page blog right. like they might've 20 years ago. Right. People want to be hit emotionally quick and they want the quick impulse thing and they want them to keep repeating and coming. So what you should do is seven second to 30 second TikToks and do four of them a day instead of a two minute long one, right? That, that takes forever. And we're starting to learn from this a little bit, but that was his recommendation as well. And then you just take those same clips and you drop them on our other social media platforms and that's where you'll get it. Yeah, I've been preaching that for um, several months now because TikTok Studio is the most powerful of all amazing. social media platforms. And the way that they allow you to repurpose that content onto other networks, all they do is really watermark it. They put their um, yep, they put their logo on there. That's Good it. For them. You 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 keep all of all of your studio work in in your in your videos. And I say, if you're not if you're creating content in TikTok but your audience is not in TikTok, that's okay. Put Push it out yes. into other networks because you're going to get, we get more engagement on our repurposed Instagram TikTok videos than we do on TikTok. Yep. And I can't stress it enough. Even if you're just on TikTok to create content and that's it, do it. Because, because what you get in TikTok is going to be infinitely better than what you're going to get in Reels or Instagram. Now, I'm not really focused on my personal TikTok to um, gain business. That's more to show clips of in the club. And I use it for personal stuff, too, to show my kids ball game, whatever. So that's more just, hey, here's John Morris. This is what I'm about, right? But our club colors page is a lot of cultural stuff. And it works fantastic for recruiting uh, because right. we are recruiting entry-level salespeople, typically one to three years um, straight out of college. Our market is college, right? So it shows that we are fresh, we're fun, we're exciting, we're in the now, we're cutting edge. And then we can take that same video that we just post the video on TikTok and it's fun and exciting. It's got great music behind it. It's got visuals and effects and all these things that TikTok provides. But we can take that same video and put it on our LinkedIn and then write text about it saying, 
This is the beauty of the club colors culture. Sure. This is what you can expect in the workplace. Da, 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 da. And that allows us to show thought leadership mm-hmm. while at the same time entertaining. So it's like education and entertainment mashed into one. And that shows fantastic brand attention. And that gets us, you know, um, that gets us the attention we need so that for the for one section of the mind, we're showing the creativity. For the other side, it gives us a platform to capture your attention so you can hear that we actually are intelligent business leaders. We understand the business of the business. We think about bottom line. We think about client service. We think about um, production and scheduling and all of these different things. But none of those things are relevant unless we get your attention to hear us first. Right, right. So you mentioned uh, your podcast uh, in the club. Um, it's also part of your social media strategy plan. Yeah. When I go to your platforms, I, I see um, you promoting it. So can you tell us about the podcast and how you incorporate culture into it? Yes. So the podcast was designed with um, really three main intents. Number one was to promote our clients. The podcast is not promoting club colors. Um, it's in the club powered by club colors. Uh, but it is in, it is designed to bring on our current client base and promote them and their thought leadership and their brand. Um, and then second was, I've always had this belief, I've said this on several podcasts before that, um, and I've said this in several sales trainings. If you treat people, if you treat prospective clients like their clients before their clients, they'll become clients. It just is the way that it is. Right. If you treat little Johnny like he's a good boy, right, over and over and over again, likelihood is Johnny will be a good boy because he likes that attention, right? Right. So the idea, and I know that's a weird analogy, but the idea was if we bring on prospective clients, they're going to come in here and sit in the studio with me for an hour and record. We are now married at some level through that content creation and that, that rapport, that back and forth. And we're going to promote content clips and we're going to send out. But they also come in and meet the whole team. They go on a tour. They hit our gong, right? They see the belt. Now, all of a sudden, they get a feel for our culture. And all you salespeople out there, you know this. When you're selling to a client, you're not just selling the product or service. You're selling the whole brand if you're doing it right. Right. Because you know that when you're on vacation, you can't answer the phone. Somebody else from your brand is doing that. You know that you don't go in the back office and produce the product or service. Somebody else does that. You're the front end for that. So if I can get somebody to come into our facility and see the whole chocolate factory and understand how that thing works, then guess what? I don't have to ask them to do business. They ask us, which is really, really cool uh, because nobody likes to be sold. People like to, to buy. They like to be influenced to buy. Give me a reason to buy. Oh, my gosh. Here's the reason. And then the third thing is to bring on influencers. There are people out there who have worked extremely hard, like you, like me, to build a following. Have them on your podcast because, by the way, if their following follows them, guess what their following is going to do? Watch that podcast. And guess what? Now they see me. And guess what? Now I pick up some of those followers. And now my guest gets some of my followers to follow them. So we share followings. And um, that's been very productive in getting the word out there and creating a noise out in a very noisy place, which is social media. We got to cut through the noise and get people mm-hmm. to pay attention because um, we feel like we have a great purpose and we feel like we should be paid attention to because we're doing all the right things. At least we believe that to be true. And we know that in our heart and mind. Um, so we want to be paid attention to. So we're going to create some attention. So that was the idea. What that's turned into is, 
the podcast lives in inf infinity, right? Uh, once you post the podcast, somebody watches the next one, they go back and watch the previous one and the one after that and the one yep. after that. So that's helped us in getting sponsorship with suppliers and partners who want to sponsor the podcast because they get brand impression. Sure. Now, um, um, I'm getting in a seven day period, sometimes 46,000 brand impressions. If your company is on every one of those, your logo, that means you're indirectly getting that. Plus we put your information in the description. Sure, I sure. tag you on every piece of content I create. So now those sponsors are getting people to drive to their website and to see that traffic. It's pure advertisement. It works very well. And what this has done is allowed us to show thought leadership on a different level which has caused people to go to our website at a much higher level than ever before. And it's also allowed clients, prospective clients, and just the market in general to know who's steering the ship, who is behind the curtain, right? Right. Who's making the decisions. And at the end of the day, if you look at successful businesses over time, you almost always know who their CEO is and what their thought process is. And that's what branding is. I love it, John. This has been an awesome conversation. I, I really appreciate your time today. I could probably talk for another 45 minutes with you about uh, social media. Uh, but I do have one final question. Uh, I thought about this, and I'm going to hit you with this one. I always end my podcast with a fun question. Sure. Let me, let me ask you this. What is your favorite piece of branded merchandise? Oh, boy. My favorite piece of branded merchandise Ah, oh, let's see here. That's, a, that's impossible. That's impossible. I have two. Can I give two? Sure. Go for it. Number one is Tim Mason from Fossa Apparel. Uh, called me up in December of last year, and uh, I was home. You know, it was around Christmas time. He said, how can we work together? And I said, well, Tim, you know, I do this whole social media. I do this podcast thing. And he said, I tell you what, I am going to send you a bunch of apparel with your logo on it, with the uh, In the Club logo on it. Next thing you know, he was on as a guest. And now every guest receives this vest if you come on in the club podcast powered by Club Colors because Fossa Apparel sponsors in the awesome. club, which is really cool. And then second, I can't reach it, but I have a hat uh, put together by uh, Ryan and Mark and Corey at Cap America. Um, they sponsored an episode. They flew me down to St. Louis to give me a whole tour. And when I walked in, they had this amazing – a uh, hat that they had put together uh, with a leather patch on it. So that's going to be on the apparel side. Cool. On, the, on, the, um, on the ASI side, I would have to say that it's probably, um, I don't know, I like to play Cornhole Bago, and I think yeah. uh, uh, this uh, the triple, AAA Innovations, I want to say, put okay. together this brilliant uh, bago set for us, Club Colors logo on it, wood oh. manufacturer. It's absolutely beautiful. That's my favorite because I like summertime backyard cornhole. Oh, definitely. That's great answers, John. I know I put you on the spot for that. I could probably, you know, talk about some of the my favorite T-shirts that I, I've got from years past. T-shirts are, are, are my thing. I've got one, you know, Boom. the Colorado logo on yeah, it. Um, it. To me, I feel like T-shirts are, are, are my bag, but – um, yeah, again, thank you for your time today. If anybody wants to get a hold of you, how can they do so? Yeah, real easy. You can, you can send me an email at jmorris at clubcolors.com. Uh, check us out on our, all of our pages, the club colors pages. Um, if you're looking for me on LinkedIn, I will absolutely connect with you. 
you'll see a clover in front of my name and behind my name on John Morris. A lot of people think that's because I'm Irish. I am, in fact, Irish. That's not why. It's because I'm getting rid of all those bots who send me six-paragraph emails in my DMs and think that I'm going to engage and do business with you. If you don't have time to write me a personal note, I don't have time to do business with you. So I put the emojis up there to weed out all the bots and what we like to call pitch, pitch with a P, slaps. No more pitch slapping on social media. Use social media appropriately. Be a good human. Connect with somebody. Support their content. And then let's talk about whether or not we should do business. Don't just, don't just send me a DM and, and want to do business with me. Get to know me first. And I promise you I'll do the same with you. That's a whole episode in itself. I, I always talk about, you know, these unsolicited DMs and how annoying they can be. I even created a TikTok about it. It's, so it's lazy. It's lazy. lazy. Let's be honest. And it needs to stop. Stop doing it. Yep. I'm sorry. I love AI. AI should not be used for that in that regard. Stop it. Send a personal note if you want to do business and get to my heart. And if you get to my heart, then you'll get to my mind. Then you'll get to my pocket. There you go. John Morris, everyone. Um, and, and if you want to check out um, really good social media game. Go to what is it? Clubcolors.com. Clubcolors.com. All of our social media gets automatically put on our website, um, and all of the uh, YouTube versions of our podcasts are all up on that page. So if you go to the website www.clubcolors.com, and there's three or four bars at the very top right corner, hit social. Go to that social page. You'll see all of our content creation, TikTok, and and things that we put up on LinkedIn and Facebook, and then. Um, if you scroll down, you'll see all of our podcasts, uh, the YouTube version, or you could go on Apple or Spotify to check out in the club. As soon as you're done watching this podcast, which you should always watch every week and then go to ours. Absolutely. All right, John, thanks again for your time. I'm Vinny, and we'll see you next time on The Social Angle.